0: To all my K-Drama lovers out there, welcome to the K-Drama Cafe Podcast. If there's anyone out there listening, thank you so much for joining me, your host Sarai, at the K-Drama Cafe Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome. All are welcome here, K-Drama lovers, K-pop lovers, anime lovers, fanboys, fangirls, you guys are all welcome here. If this is not your first time here... Welcome back, and thank you so, 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 much for joining me once again to hear my thoughts and takes on all things Korean dramas, so welcome, or welcome back. I am so excited for today's episode. We are wrapping up 2023. I'm doing a K-drama, Catch Up With Me, part one, because there's so many K-dramas I have to get through, and I didn't want to bombard everyone with. Sorry all in one episode so i'm doing a part one and part two and of course a 2023 round up yay the best of gay gay drama 2023 will be out hopefully on the 31st um and i'm so excited for year three! Oh my gosh i just want to wrap up this season season two on um Yeah, on on the 31st, I wanted to make that change. I kind of did that last year as well. Instead of doing like seasons, I'm just calling them year one, year two, year three. Because I feel like if I call them seasons, it means that I'm more organized than I really am. But anyways, we're calling it year two, year year three. So year three of K-Drama Cafe Podcast. Super excited. I hope you guys look forward to it. I'm continuing my rewatch journey. I'm so excited to talk talk about the next few K-Dramas that I'm rewatching. So excited about those. And obviously, um, I've been talking about a series I wanted to start, um, I've been talking about for a good minute, I will be starting that right off the bat, my first episode of 2024, so I hope you guys look forward to that, and, um, yeah, so excited to get to wrap up this year. So we're doing a K-Drama catch-up today, we're talking about the ones that i have completed, a couple that I've dropped, um, and then... I, I won't say more. You are just gonna have to stick around. And spoiler alert. I mean, I would try not to spoil too much on these, especially the ones that I really want you guys to, to check out. Um, but yeah. So uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been doing mostly uh um just reviewing. Doing. I just did a first impressions. I did um, a whole review. Um, I've been I've been having special. Um, don't miss out on those lovely ladies. I had Naz uh, from the Swoon Diaries podcast for my first impressions of Destin with you. Don't miss out on that. I had Lola, Lola from Lola Pops off about K-Dramas doing my favorite K-Drama. i sure it's to you. It is a long episode, but trust me, you don't want to miss out our discussion, chit-chat, fangirly. You don't want to miss out on that. <laughs> Of course, I had Yavita from K-Drama Jazz. Do, uh, we did Week her- Hero Class. One that was so much fun. Such a good show. And um, my latest one we did with Na from K-Drama Bingo. That was so much fun. We did Tetsuke, First Impressions. And I was and I had the honor to be a special guest um, or a guest <laughs> on uh, Daybok K-Rambles with Jazz. And that was so unreal. Oh my gosh, go check her out. Go check out that podcast. Um go check it out if you want. Really insightful discussions, uh funny, uh, obviously fangirling, swooning, like yeah, it's it, it's all the whole entire package from another OG K-drama watcher. You want to you don't want to miss out on that. And it was such an honor to be a part of her Episode of My Dearest, it was so nerve wracking. I probably goofed up and said some strange things, and I apologize for that. Um, but go check out that episode and, get, and go check out all these uh, ladies' contents um, and podcasts. Uh, go check them out. You don't want to miss out on those. But um, yeah, let's get right into it. I'm so excited for these to talk about these. I've been wanting to talk about this um and i just want to talk some of these i just want to talk about so I get over with it and be done with it. <laughs> um but anyways let's get into it let's let's get into it but before i get into it <laughs> um you guys know what i'm gonna ask have you been caffeinated have you been caffeinated today listen we are on winter break right now and yes i still need caffeine in my system <laughs> in my life i've been doing i i mean obviously i'm on break i work at a university so university's closed and we are on break um but it's been really cool because i've had the chance to catch up on kdramas catch up on my reading i've been reading a lot lately i've been i've been on a fantasy romance kick um anyways i've been doing that and i've been doing some writing and i've been doing um lots of fun stuff but anyways (laughs) i still need my coffee i still need my coffee i'm after i record this i'm most likely to go to a coffee shop and uh chill there and do some reading and writing but anyways yeah so today i don't have anything from the outside world i have if you guys i mean if like, here's my dupe for coffee. is not a dupe. I don't know. That sounds really dumb. But whenever I don't feel like going out or I'm trying to save money or whatever, I always get the cold brew. Um, When I'm really, 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 like, really tight on money, I make my own cold brew. But otherwise, I get lazy and I buy Stoke. It's STOK. And it's, like, the green one. Um, and it's pure cold brew. It's so good. It's my favorite cold brew. Uh, pre-made cold brew out there, Stoke, S-T-O-K, I think that's how you pronounce it, and then I just pour a splash of coconut cream, I think, I don't know what brand it is, I forgot, it's one of those coffee creamer, but anyways, I know a lot of people don't like um, coconut flavor things, so that's fine, but there's another, oh hazelnut, or I just pour like hazelnut, like really lightly, really like light. like I need to taste a caffeine. I need to taste a coffee. I I like a little bit of sweetness unless I'm in the mood for sweetness. Anyways, isn't is, that's well that's what I'm having right now. I'm having Stoke cold brew with a splash of coconut cream flavoring. Yeah. So, um, let me know what you guys like to drink. <laughs> what do you guys like to drink during the holidays? Is it the same thing? I feel like. Every year, I'm always, like... Every year, I'm always excited for the holidays because that's all I drink through the holidays. Just because, like, it's only during the holidays. But recently, I haven't been doing that. I've been on a... This is going to sound so... I mean, if... <laughs> a lot of you guys aren't really coffee people. So, I mean, it's fine. You guys probably won't care. But those who are actually coffee dinosaurs... I mean, a coffee connoisseurs... <laughs> um, yeah, I've been on a ice caramel macchiato kick. Why I have no, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just the caramel and then the espresso shots, and I add an extra espresso shot actually. Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like I've been rambling too much about coffee. Okay, I need to stop. Okay, let's get, let's get into enough coffee talk. Let me know what you guys like drinking during the holiday. Um. Let's get into it. Okay, today we are talking about. I'm pretty excited to talk about these. I don't want to talk about it for a good minute. So we're talking about "Destined with You," "A Good Day to Be a Dog," "Castaway Diva," "Twinkling Watermelon," and "The Matchmakers." Dun, dun, dun. Um, let's get into it. I want to start off with Dustin with You," okay? Because I've already did a first impressions. And I did, like, a halfway, like, catch-up. I mean, I didn't do a whole episode on its own. I did want to do an episode on its own for this show, but I decided not to. And let me explain why. So, when I finished this show, Best In With You, okay? This show had a lot of mixed reviews amongst the k drama community. Um, I feel like we had, like, the- it was- I've only seen the extremities of like they absolutely love it to the end or they absolutely disliked it, um, or in between, which is the ones who just dropped it. But for the most part, it was always in the extremities. Uh, what people, yeah, felt how people felt about the show. Um, <clears throat> I feel like in Korea. It was But, um, I did love it. Um, I did want to chill and wait before I started talking about it, um, because I feel like I would have had recency bias, um, once I completed it, because I was, like, on a high when I, when I finished it. I absolutely loved it. Obviously, the main reason was definitely because, you know, Rewoon, because I, if you guys are new here, let me tell you, I'm just gonna, warning, disclaimer, I am a huge fan of Rewoon. I I loved him in SF9 I loved him before I knew he was in SF9. I still love him now and I am like hardcore fangirl um supporting him and everything he comes out in and so yeah hi <laughs> hi um just so you guys could know just so you guys could just brace yourself if you know in case you feel like there's a bias there might be a slight bias <laughs> because I absolutely love him um but Yeah, so I finished it and I was like, I know I'm gonna have recency bias. I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna with this process and of course after once Destiny With You was done, like a batch of like hey dramas came out and I had to watch them and I just didn't have the time to at that point I didn't have the time to really sit and like talk about it. And the main reason why I didn't wanna do a full episode anymore is because of that because I had so many dramas that i was watching and i have been completing one after the other that i'm like there's just no time there's just no time and i wanted to talk about it in this year i didn't want to go into 2024 talking about this show anymore i'm just like um, no no more like we we're done <laughs> with this show. it's one of those like i loved it okay and that's it it's one of those like it like if you guys don't know me i'm one of those Either I loved it, but it's like I'm watching only once, or I fell in love with it, which is like I will re- rewatch, 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 and that's why I never catch up on match cage almost. But anyways, um, yeah. So this one I was like, I just, I think I'm done with it. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm over it. I'm on to the next thing. I'm watching The matchmakers, I'm watching all these. So yeah, it's pretty much why I'm like, I'm not gonna do a whole review on it like there's so many people out there that have already done reviews i've saw a lot of tiktokers i've so su- i've seen i've heard other episodes of uh, a podcast um go check those <laughs> out but for me i i just want to briefly mention how i felt about it and why i liked it and why um i had my issues with this so dustin with you let's get into it get into it, Destin with you, and I think the literal translation is, this love is force mature, I might be, I don't know, something like that, network, JTBC, 16 episodes, release date, runtime, August 23rd through October 12th, so it's been done for quite a minute now, um, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> game would come out Wednesdays and Thursdays, and I think what made it really fun to watch was during that time um another uh, podcast podcaster <laughs> uh created a discord chat channel thingy I, I don't really know what it's called but it's like a whole chat on discord and they're separated by different channels like different um like shows or actors or you know whatever um pop and I was invited to this. It's from Yet yeah, Girl Maddie, so go check go go on her page and, and and check out that link. Oh my gosh, so much fun. I was definitely on that Rowoon chat and I was definitely on the Destin with You chat. So um it it just made it so much fun Mo- majority of the uh the people there absolutely were loving it and i think that's what made it even more fun because we would just like right rep- like we would discuss on it we would talk about our theories our predictions our takes um there's a couple of people that didn't like it and they shared what they thought about it and it was always so friendly and fun and a lot of fangirling of course and like it was just so much fun um it was so much fun and i think that's what made it even, this show even better to watch you know I, I highly recommend you guys doing that while there's a run time well, there's like a an ongoing show um yeah it's so much for fun so that that kind of made the show even more fun i already thought when i first started it it that it was already fun it was like nothing that i was expecting <laughs> if you guys remember my first impressions um and I was like okay I'm down like I'm down to see something that I'm really expecting I was expecting just like a pure rom-com um with maybe like a slight touch of fantasy into it I just yeah I wasn't expecting this whole past life curse type of thing all I knew was what you know just kind of like by based off of interviews you know what we're wounded know it's just like a character that it's gonna be an unlikable type of character and he's excited to like show different colors and stuff like that and i knew it was gonna be a rom-com <laughs> um i feel like i went through a whole i feel like i'm not the only one like i just went through a whole like crazy just i went through a roller coaster of emotions while i was watching this show i was I was like, when I first started, I was what am I watching? And then I was like, ooh, what am I watching? And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And then I was like, ooh. And then I was like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, ah, really? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I went through a whole thing of emotions. But I overall really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um... so this story i i've already read like i've already read on this podcast the synopsis so i'm not gonna do that again for you guys but if you guys have no idea what this is about pretty much it's about two lovers from the historical era who were completely wrong for each other one of them was a nameless shaman um and then he was like a nobleman like rich high in society and they met as kids they fell in love he named her Cho. he was Zhang Mujin. they fell in love they grew older um to young adults and they wanted to get married and the, you know obviously his family was like no um and um they tried to run away but his dad pretty much threatened her and tortured the, her taker, her take, uh, her caretaker. And so then she pretty much broke up with him, and then later on he rose up to the top to be a, an officer or like a some what are they called? I don't know, but he's in like the forces, the royal guard. And then so she becomes a almost infamous, not infamous, like a well-known shaman. She does, she's good at what she does and she gets hired by the concubine the concubine threatens her tell, telling her I know who you love and if you don't curse the crown prince for me I will uh, kill your the love of your life they have this little moment obviously they meet again in the palace they have this little lovey-dovey moment and then she is forced to do like a curse on the crown prince but in the middle of it she stops and so she gets and tries to find her, rescues her, obviously she's framed to killing, I forgot who, I I think it was the crown prince, Uh, but he was actually poisoned, and um, they run off together, and so she has this spell book that they actually want, the concubine actually wants the spell book, because in the spell book, it, um, it shows how to pregnant with the son or something like that and all these other like, it has this love spell, it has a cure disease spell, it has all these different spells on there and so she doesn't, you know, Ang Chou Ming girl doesn't want anyone's she doesn't want the book to get into the wrong hands so she runs away, he, he helps her run away and then while they stop to rest, he takes the book takes it, tries to take it back uh, because they've been chased after and um, pretty sure he wants to give it Hide it or give it up, so that they could run away together. Um, and then, in the middle of that, the entire guard follows him, and he tries to stop them to get to her. Um, and he did a good job, but he's outnumbered, and they knock him out. And then she comes out, worried about him, and she is cursed. She has a curse on herself. If, some, if whoever kills her is will be cursed um, from generation to generation so then nobody wants to kill her everybody's scared um and so so you know they're like the main i don't know <laughs> the enforcer of that the royal guard is like you know what it's fine just capture her just shoot her down capture her and she's gonna be dismembered by i think bulls or something like it's a really insane torture uh, way of yeah back in the day yeah it's insane it's yeah it's pretty gruesome um that way she's killed by animals and not by a man so that like nobody's cursed mujin gets a hold of this um, information and he comes to again and he's like i'll take care of her and he goes and he steps her and she's like why'd you do that you know that i'm cursed you know that whoever kills me will be cursed and he's like look like i I cannot. I like they were going to dismember you. They were going to do this to you, and I just can't bear it. I can't let them. I can't let that happen to you. I can't let you live. I can't let you die in a shameful way, and I can't let you die in a gruesome way. There's no other way but this, and I would gladly take the curse. And dun dun dun. She dies. He's cursed. Um, and he gets the book does something or he he he, the, he hides it i don't know what he does to make sure that they're eventually reincarnation eventually meet up in the future and then he builds a whole shrine around that um hidden the buried box in there of the spell book <clears throat> and then he leaves a letter to his family and saying that you guys are cursed from generation to generation um and just make sure that uh Dun, dun, dun. and fast forward 300 years later we got Jong shin yu played by the beautiful rule and the hong jo played by jo boa and um and yeah they're the reincarnated versions or themselves i don't know if they're reincarnated or just like themselves i don't know how that works but that's them and he has memory of it she slowly regains her memory through the k as the k drama goes on um, and the reason why they meet is because his shrine that was passed down is pretty much like a, a, a hazard, like it, <clears throat> it, uh, it gets torn down because, uh, it's a long story, but it gets torn down and she's the reason why it gets torn down because she works in, um, she works as a civil servant and she's part of the Torn Down Caused a lot of deaths because it was very it's very dangerous and yeah so that's that's where they meet and then and then yeah and then the chaos ensues they find the book it turns they find out that she's the one that's the real owner and she's the only one that can use it he's desperate because he has a curse he's a disease and he doesn't know uh, aka the red hand um and he doesn't know if it's a disease or a curse uh, because it's been so long uh, it turns out it's actually a curse and um and yeah and she's like really enthralled by this spell book and uses this the first thing the love spell for her uh for her crush her one-sided crush who's played by ha-joon kwon is the guy's name um second lead and <clears throat> she tries to to uh to do the love spell for him to drink they all work in the same place, City Hall, Anju City Hall. She is a civil servant. Yu is, our male lead, is a, a legal advisor, and he's the mayor's advisor, something like that. And then Zhang Yu's ex is Yu Nayan, who is the daughter of the mayor, who also works there for some kind of project. I don't know what the hell she does. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so they are all there. <laughs> and uh, she tries to spell him, put him under a spell. And guess who drinks it instead on accident? None other than Jung you Yu. Who, by dur- during the time he drinks it, they're kind of like this going, kind of. It's kind of like an enemies like bickering type of thing going on with them together. But they're kind of forced to work together because of the spell book and and him with his curse and stuff like that. And all, yeah. So that's yeah. And then yeah. Here's the thing though. I think I feel like people got lost of the, the, everything <laughs> I feel like this this story had really great elements to be a really great story but it just didn't execute it well I think that's my la- my lasting impression of this show like did I have fun yes did I love it yes was the chemistry chemistry of course uh, they were super adorable together um, there's just a couple of things that didn't work out well and I feel like for me I did have questions throughout the show but um, my questions were answered um, however, a lot of people that I talked to, their questions were answered, and that's because again, they had good elements to this show, a good setup. It just didn't, it didn't set it up, and I was like hyping it up so much. I like it's gonna come together. Watch, it's gonna come together, and in the end, it did come together. But I feel like they just wasted so much time on things that didn't matter that they could have used to really just flesh out when needed to be fleshed out first and foremost um the whole love spell situation i feel like it would have been better if yeah it did work it was the spell work did the spell did work on him because that is so hilarious to me like that's what kind of drew me in like oh my gosh like they hate each other but he drank the love spell like that is so funny and then It then they find a way to break it and then from there on they continue their like their little journey you know so that he could kind of like figure out okay I'm not under a little spell but I'm still like my heart's still racing like that would have been so much fun to watch um yeah (laughs) and then the whole curse thing I feel like it would have been more fun if the journey was for them to figure out how to break that curse you know and i think they tried to they try to make it more serious and i mean obviously they made it comical at some points but because they were too worried to make it more like adultish type or i don't know that they just missed the mark i feel like if it would have been more whimsical it would have been a better show like the idea that he's cursed because of her um and they go on this journey and figure out how to break that curse together. That's what it was leading up to, but it, it was just so dumb. It just didn't, the whole curse, the, 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 the book, the, the spell book was like, it was so like, it was for nothing, pretty much. It was pretty much for nothing, and that was really disappointing, honestly. But I think what made it fun again was the chemistry and how they got together. However... The thing about them together, um, I lem- okay. I really liked Joboa's character. I've never seen Joboa in anything, I thought she was super adorable, super cute, um, I liked their back and forth, the bickering, and it was cute, and I absolutely loved her character. Until we hit the Noble Idiocy subplot, and I learned that through this show what that is. And if you guys don't know what that is, look that up. No, just kidding. Um, it's just like when two characters who are supposed to be together, they have they have to break up in order to save the other one, or for the better of the other person or whatever. And so she finds out that she's the one who curses him. Uh, or he's cursed because of her. So she's all worried because, like, oh, my gosh, she's going to die. And then, like, it's just a whole hot mess because... Then they figure out like, okay, the only way to break this curse if someone dies. That's the only way. And I'm like, What? Like the beginning of the show, you made it seem like, Oh, the owner of the box is back, she's gonna break the curse and this and stuff. But it's like what? So I I think I got confused there, but I just didn't like that. So she runs away and also she has a stalker, um, who apparently was part of their past life as well. And he was into shamanism as well. Um that part didn't really confuse me again like it's kind of a shamanism is a thing over there and so like it just didn't surprise me that he was doing all that just like it kind of whatever but yeah and also he was a landscaper or gardener whatever but yeah so it was really yes anyway so that happened (laughs) So that happened and um yeah i just towards the ending i just I didn't really like her as much and i think it was because because of that so he gets hurt because of the stalker and you know she's like oh the stalker is after me so uh, like you know i have to be away from you and he's in the hospital he's in the hospital sad trying to he, she's ignoring his calls and I just I'm just kind of like girl (laughs) girl and there was other things that I didn't like about her character during that time from episode one through like probably 10 I loved her from there on I'm like girl no uh no he deserves better but anyways yeah I think they I don't know I just it was just really I just didn't yeah that's the only thing that i was like by the end of yeah by the end of it i was like eh, girl you you are jacked up when the dad called her selfish i did not feel bad for her but anyways another character that i felt like was i feel like they it was a waste of a character was Hajun's character kwon Ji kyung he was always sus to me from the beginning and i was right because, um, he, I mean, he did have a redemption arc towards the end. But I feel like him and Rowan had such good dynamics together. Even if, like, it was, like, a, you know, they were pitted against each other for her. Um, but I think, like, at one point, they could have set aside their differences and come together for whatever reason. To go against the CEO and the mayor. And, like, it could have been so good and I feel like they did that only at the end and it was just like cheap you know because during the middle of it when they finally like kind of interact all three of them it was so fun to watch them it was so comical they they had good chemistry together all three of them but Rawoon and Jun had good chemistry too like I'm like I wish they had like I wish the stupid love triangle wasn't there like I just wish they they, they brought like I, I wish there was more interactions with them that would have been so much fun that's a missed opportunity right there um and then Nayan Neon, Highlighter, whatever um she was definitely annoying but I feel like they should have cut her story plot like probably in episode 13 or 10 or something because her being involved with the um CEO is one thing like okay whatever um but her being also involved with the landscape I mean not the landscape the gardener gonna leave it at that i'm not gonna say she, she, but anyways so yeah i think this could have been a great show it had all the good elements that could have made it fun it just didn't do much with it unfortunately and that's why a lot of people were like this is not it for me i thoroughly did enjoy myself there, again there was some points where i'm like Girl, what are you doing <laughs> but i loved Rowan. i loved his interpretation and portrayal of this character um I think he did a really good job I was so proud of him as a fangirl now I'm talking as a fangirl um I think he was super funny Yuki, I carry the show on his um, but he was I, I loved him and again I'm super proud of him do I think he's gonna do something like this again I don't think so I don't think so I really don't think so I mean if he does that's totally fine I'm here for it I support him and everything but I think he's going to keep going. Um, there is always a danger of him being overshadowed by his looks because he's, like, beautiful. And, I mean, it sucks, but I hope that he encounters more people that see his potential, you know? Because I know he can grow better and do better. I think I was able to see—we were able to see—because one thing that caught my attention when I first saw him in Extraordinary You was his eye acting. He just did so well in this show. There were so many subtle moments where he didn't, where he just kind of like would his eyes would water just a tad bit. It, it, it drops teardrop would not fall, but his eyes would water just a tad bit. And like the close ups of his face where he's like tense and like, uh, anyways, um, <laughs> okay, I know what it sounds like, but no, stop. <laughs> but I, yeah, I know, I know, I'm biased, but. I think it was so fun to watch him in a different aspect. and Him being messy and like thinking he's doing the right thing, but he's absolutely not. (laughs) It's good to see him do like a a flawed character. And him knowing he's a flawed, flawed character, him knowing his psychology of his character, like that made it even more enjoyable to watch. I think it's insane how people get, I guess like shook when they you know he comes on to set and he's actually prepared and he has like all these notes on his thing on his um script and stuff like you know they underestimate him because he gets overshadowed by his look but i i'm hoping that one day he's just he he knocks it off the water he, he gets to these all his, all his colors all his his uh his potential i guess pretty much it i definitely enjoyed it because of him yes i know i know <laughs> i know but um i think that the last thing i want to say is what i love besides the ending no the ending was great the ending was great it was heartfelt but the, the the where she was like running away from him and like being a jerk to him that i didn't like that part but overall i really loved their dynamics i loved um the enemies to lovers part and why I love enemies to lovers or friends to lovers, and I mean friends to lovers, I don't mean childhood friends, stop playing right now. I have my phones about that. Um, is because they were able to see each other for who they are and I think they created a or he created a really open and safe space for him for her to like be herself and be feisty with him and talk back to him and like you know like ignore him and, and be a jerk to him and, and she he played along with her and he would ask her like really serious questions like about her dad about her day like and those mundane moments I absolutely enjoyed that I didn't see with the second lead that's why I just want to say that because quite a few people were like oh second lead is better I just want to throw my opinion out there because I just don't see it like is he not I mean I don't even like is he nice not really like he rejected her took her out probably like to that one place after he realized the junction he was after her like i don't i didn't really see it and then they had awkward conversations together he it looks more like he was being polite than rather than actually nice and leading her on at some points but what i loved about jang and hong again is the fact that they were themselves and they could be chaotic together and she had the safe space to you know be herself and be out there and learn you know learn how to friend other people and you know learn, learn how to put yourself out there as well and i feel like um it was cute it was a cute little cute little setup but yeah and that's it <laughs> i spent so much time talking about the show again that's it i won't talking about this i won't talk about this show no more <laughs> sorry if i said i need coffee Thing I think the very very last thing is again go 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 go. <laughs> he did such a good job as a lawyer. He wasn't in the courtroom. He was more of a legal advisor. He was more like advising people than being in the courtroom type of lawyer. But he like his personality was it was spot on. It was spot on. I loved it. He, anyways, yeah. But I'm let's stop here. <laughs> That's Destin with you. I completed it. I' it's one of those shows that I wouldn't actively recommend but if you ask me about it I would definitely say I love ruining it go check it out that's destined with you that took forever okay the next one is a good day to be a dog don't and yeah so a good day to be a dog is in the ad, uh, Webtoon adaptation and I read a couple of a few chapters of it might have been a mistake i don't know i don't know we will see so um it's a webtoon adaptation a good day to be a dog network NBC. episodes 14 release date october 11th through january 10th so it's still ongoing and it comes out uh or runtime is wednesdays are wednesdays and yes it's only one episode per week which i don't know when the last time i've seen that happen but yeah that's pretty crazy and what makes it even crazier is that there's at one point they were coming out every two weeks and i think it's because of baseball but anyways that was insane now am i i have to say right now this is my second wait i don't know what number this is on my drop list but yes i unfortunately dropped this show I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, "Oh my gosh, right?" It's because it lost its momentum and yada yada. Like, just I get it. I know it lost its momentum and it's like an unfair disadvantage because it's only once a week and because of the, you know, the whole two weeks thing. And yeah, I mean, I was still watching it even after that. I was enjoying it, but I just I can't. I can't. I feel like. I didn't know why i was watching it for. i didn't know why i was watching it for but if you guys don't know what this is it's a good day to be a dog it's about um a character named han Hena, who's played by han Hena, who's played by park you young okay i love her i love her so i was excited to see this i was excited to see her as a lead i was excited excited to see her in a rom-com so she is single woman I can't talk about it so So she is a single woman and she is working at a high school as a I think she's a Korean literature teacher I think I could be absolutely wrong and she has a curse that runs in her family from back in the day um her ancestor got cursed so so like her lineage or the people in her family whenever they get kissed for the first time they turn into a dog at midnight from midnight to 6 a.m 6 a.m they turn back to human this happens for a 100 days after 100 days if the curse is not broken they remain a dog forever now the way that they break this curse is if that same person they kiss kisses them while they're in the form of the dog and then the curse is broken. here's the catch though if you date a guy say you're a curse, you date a guy you kiss him You turn to a dog, he kisses you, um, as a dog, the curse is broken, you break up, you date another guy, if that guy kisses you, it, yes, exactly, you start over again, you, mm -hmm, yeah, so that's the only thing about this, I mean, sure, why not, um, yeah, so we have her, she's cursed. She has a crush on a... uh, I don't know what kind of teacher is. But he's a teacher in the the high school as well. They go out. All the the faculty go out to to drink. Um, She gets super drunk. And she's always tried to, like, make sure... Refrain from kissing. For as long as, you know, forever. Um, That's why a lot of boyfriends would, you you know, dump her. Anyways, long story short, she has a crush. She gets drunk. She goes outside. And she thinks that she's, like, gonna shoot her shot and kiss the crush. She ends up not kissing the crush. She ends up kissing her arch nemesis. Just kidding. It's, they're not arch nemesis, but... he. She thinks this guy doesn't like her at all, so because of that, she's like, Okay, I'm not gonna like him either. I'm gonna avoid him like the plague. Um, she ends up kissing him. And the way, like, I am a weirdo, because I love those setups, just like Dustin with you, the fact the whole love spell, but it's a guy you hate, like, that is hilarious, um, it's just hilarious, and then this is too, like, she ends up kissing uh, by accident, you know, and then the, the guy, and she. Yeah. anyways, she ends up turning into a girl, so she's like, okay, then I have to not only get close to this guy who absolutely does not like me, which by the way, I know he's absolutely in love with her, but he's just, doesn't know how to just he's not good <laughs> with the ladies, even though he's like super handsome yeah, so this character is Jin Siwon, he's played by Cha Eun Woo of course he's super handsome but still is like not good with the girls apparently, I don't know how um, but he's a really cool teacher, he's a math teacher and so he's in love with her obviously here's the other catch she's trying to get him to break the curse but she finds out he is afraid of dogs and not just afraid of dogs like he is severely like afraid of dogs he has a phobia of dogs he has a trauma he has a child a child a like trauma and so her journey starts, <laughs> and yeah, so this is pretty much the rest of the show where I left off. Um, she tries to figure out different ways to get him to kiss her. She gets close with him, and while she tries to get close with him, um, spoiler, starts liking him. and he, she realizes that he also likes her, um, and then again they get close, and she gets close with his nephew. And the nephew finds out, and he tries to help her. It's all super cute. It's a really cute little show. It's a really cute show. It's just really hard um, to really get past because, as much as like Jin or Wu and Park Yu Young had cute moments, I feel like they just had cute moments. When it would get serious, like steamy type, it just I couldn't do it. I just couldn't take it serious it was too cringy for me like the last episode that i watched i don't, I don't remember what episode what number it is but it was when he finally figured out it, that she's cursed and he kisses her as a dog and she, he breaks the curse and then after that they make out that was such a cringy scene for me and i am so sorry for chanwu lovers i truly apologize he's such a sweetheart and everything but i just couldn't do it i don't like nope this is too cringy for me i just I don't know what it is I don't know what it I don't know if it's cause he's super like to me he's he's cute but not like damn you know <laughs> oh he sounds so weird <laughs> I apologize my bad I'm sorry um but yeah he's super cute and sweet and it's just like but when it comes to it, I just couldn't his kissing things I can't in True Beauty, he was cool. he was okay, but I just it just he I don't know if it's just his acting or if it's because I don't see him in that way or what it is or his kissing. Um, I don't know what it is. I just yeah, I just couldn't do it, and I'm like I I can't keep. I was already kind of fighting watching it because I was like it's cute, like I should like it. It's cute. It's it's cute. It's sweet. But once I saw them do that, I'm like, oh, there's going to be more of this. Like, I don't think I can do it. No, nope, I can't. So I ended up just dropping it. And there's other, there's more story to this story. There's, like, apparently there, it's also about past lives. There's, like, a god involved or a demon. I don't know what he is. And, like, it's just, like, I just don't care. Like, I I wish it was just simpler, you know? It was simpler the love story i feel like this is one of those shows that even though it involves kissing i just don't think it needed like a makeout session okay it wasn't a makeout session okay fine fine but it was like you know whatever kind of like they you know i just don't think it needs that i think it's just like one of those cute little stories that they kiss at the end like they full-on kiss at the end you know like it, it just keep it innocent sweet and i just and then just take out the, the stupid past life curse like I, I, it is out of hand y'all it is out of hand in 2023 it's out of hand it's out of hand did i watch a lot of shows that had that yes that i ate it up yes that's not the point <laughs> that's not the point here okay it, it's out of hand and i was like when i figured that out that this show also had that i was like i'm done no that's it i'm done already watching shows already at this point that has that I already finished some shows that had that I'm done I'm I'm gonna have to pick one and just drop it and I I ended up dropping it yeah unfortunately but if you guys finished it let me know uh, or it's still ongoing but if you guys once you guys finish it let me know if you guys liked it or if you guys don't like it let me know what your opinion on that show is and no hate on anyone like they're also They're all cute. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, and I apologize. But let me know if you guys are still watching it and uh, plead your case if I should finish it. But uh, just let me know. Okay, next show is Castaway Diva. Yeah, silence for that. So, Castaway Diva, um, literal title is Diva of the Deserted Island. From TVN, 12 episodes, release date, runtime October 28th through December 3rd. So that one just finished this month. Um, and it came. It would come out on Saturdays and Sundays. So quick plot synopsis. Sa, Sa Moka, played by Parking Bin, was a bright and positive young girl living on an island. Her dream was to become a singer. Pursuing her dream, she decided to attend an audition that was being held in Seoul. On her way there, she gets stranded on a deserted island. After 15 years, Mocha is rescued from the deserted island. She tries to adjust to an unfamiliar world while keeping a cheerful attitude. And she still pursues her dream of becoming a diva. Yeah, there's definitely more to that story than, than meets the eye. Um, And, yeah. So, we have our lovely park and ben she never disappoints i absolutely adore her i love her um i think this is gonna be one of those shows that i watched that i yeah i yeah this is also a show i dropped unfortunately um did it start off well yes and no nothing on her performance at all i really like she's always great to me um i feel like she always kills it but let me let me explain why i, I had to drop this show so we have her park and ben who plays our main girl mocha um we have kim hyojin who plays yoon Ranju, and then we have male lead jung hyok who plays kang goko aka kiho um and then we have cha haki started episode one i was so like it's not it's it was started up really like darker than what i thought it was the posters are definitely misleading (laughs) um it's yeah i definitely was attached to i got attached to the young versions of the male of the male and female lead And their story and you know what happened with them both of them you know uh, i think they're in high high school and middle school i'm not sure i think they might be in middle school going into high school um and they both live in a uh, domestic abusive uh, homes their fathers are both uh, abusive and um they find a connection with each other because he you know likes to well he's into like media and she she wants to be a singer and so they both work together to make this little video to send in to I think for like an audition um, to uh, audition for her favorite idol which is Ranju and it is it's pretty it's a sad story and it's heartwarming almost because they try so hard and obviously they he's kind of cold to her because he's like they're just like the opposite it's super cute um but they get to know each other they find out each other's situation and at some point it, their situation gets really dire it gets really bad to the point where he tells her look like if you have to run away i'm i'm here for you i will help you and i'll be ready for you just come to my house knock on my window and i'm ready and we'll go run away we'll go to seoul and you, i can take you to your audition what happens that's what happens spoiler alert he gets it's just uh it's so heart-wrenching he gets this back he gets uh all these things He gets, like, he puts his savings in there he puts in um like like i think a notebook in there go on to this boat because they live on a little island they go on to the ferry or a boat um and he sees that his her dad is coming so he tries to stop her dad and it just obviously her dad is bigger and so yeah and they while she's trying to run away from the dad she falls off she falls off they both fall off and um and yeah they get stranded on island her dad passes away and we don't hear from junkie Hole. we just know that on that island people saw him go mad and trash her dad's store and like I think runs away and yeah and I was already like oh my gosh this is not what I thought it was but I was enjoying it was like really good I was already tearing up like they had my heart and soul um until until they could Just, just lost its like magic. I think it it lost its magic. I know. I know. I I I know. I I always feel bad when I know a show is worked hard on. I know like Park and Ben like really worked hard to you know prepare her voice and stuff like that because that was her real voice singing. I just couldn't connect now. If you guys love this show, plead your case, let me know, like, if I should continue, but I had two episodes left of the show, and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't connect the way that I connected with the younger versions of themselves. Even when I found out, when it was revealed, because we already knew who the main guy was, um, even when it was revealed that, you know, Boko is, um, like it was like okay yeah like it wasn't the reveal was what ifs <laughs> unfortunately and then unfortunately I fell in love with the second lead little hawk like they had too many cute moments I'm like why did you guys why is there a know, why is there a, a freaking uh, which is this good? love triangle why why like, it just that also ruined it for me Cause I'm like, these brothers, I know they're not going to be pinned against each other because they love each other, but come on, why can't he just see her as like an older brother or something, why does it happen, I, and also I was rooting for him, because as cute as Chae Jong Hyup was, he was just not doing it for me as in like, not that he was doing a bad job, it was just like, it was no, no, he was cute. I don't know. Hold on. Let, let me take that back. He was sweet. Like, there was moments where I'm like, oh. But when F, he first came out, I was like, okay. I mean, maybe that was a point. Of it. Maybe it was purpose of it. It's just we, we. I got introduced to Wuhak. And I'm like, okay, I don't care about the other guy. I know. I know. It's <laughs> so bad. And I, just, I don't like little triangles because then I start rooting for the second lead, and then I get upset, and then yeah, so, but, again, they all were doing great, I, I just couldn't finish, I couldn't connect as much as I wanted to, I could not connect, and, and yeah, so I ended up dropping, with two episodes left, I was like, I was already trying to, thinking of dropping even before that, um, but I kept just at a, commitment i was like oh, let me finish I mean, on, it's part of bin like you know these are really this is a really good cast uh, no yeah i'm like no i can't do this to myself i, I have other things to watch and, and and i ended up dropping it and also i think what really made me end up dropping it was ronju's character um i liked her at first but i just i couldn't get her i couldn't understand Like, one moment she's, like, selfish, and another moment she loves Mocha, and another moment she's being so harsh to her for whatever reason, and I I don't know, I just, I couldn't connect with her either. It was, yeah, and them two were really cute, Ranju and Mocha, like, their little dynamics was really cute, I think they kind of messed it up, because it was just like, was she being genuine, or was she not, or what's going on, you know? And maybe, maybe I miss something somewhere, and that's totally fine. But yeah, guys, I dropped it. Unfortunately, it is really well produced, really well directed, good casting. I just, I just couldn't connect with the characters, and um, I just couldn't continue on. So, and I just wasn't believing it. <laughs> I think that's what it was. It's was just unbelievable for me. But let me know what you guys think about it. Let me know if you guys liked it. Um, and if I should maybe one day pick it up again, let me know, let me know. But that is Castaway Diva. I know. The next one I want to talk about is, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this one. (laughs) The next one is Twinkling Watermelon. And this one, okay, let's get into it. Twinkling Watermelon, uh, literal translation is Sparkling Watermelon. TVN is a network, 16 episodes, release date September 25th through November 14th, um, runtime Mondays and Tuesdays, and I completed the show while I was in South Korea, I was in South Korea from the 10th through the 22nd, I believe, um, and it was so fun watching it over there, oh my gosh, I, yeah, anyways, um, so we have Floss Synopsis, high school student Eun Gyo, played by Ryu Eun, has hearing impaired parents. But he has a gift for music. He is a model student by day and plays a guitar in a bed at night. One day, he visits a mysterious musical instrument store and travels to a strange place, A.K.A. Back in time. There, Ungil meets Ha Yichan by Cho Hyun, Choi Seokhyun, played by Solana and. Dad, wink wink hagi who plays Chou-sik-yung, and daughter in the future shins eunsoo plays uh, i don't know the character of course but we really don't have time and this one i did want to do also a whole episode on it and just break it down but it, it, no <laughs> i don't think it's as much as i loved it i don't think it's like worth the deep dive it's just a very cute heartwarming simple i mean it's not too simple because there's like fantasy aspect but i yeah i and also don't have time but i definitely want to talk about it briefly okay because i out of this batch right here of of these k-dramas this is the one that i highly highly recommend i absolutely love it if you're into time traveling if you're into high school dramas, if you're into slow burns, if you're into like musical type like band type of things, this is the show for you. It's super retro, super um, it's so cute. I I absolutely love it. And I loved sharing this story with my friends who don't watch gay dramas because I'm like, I'm I'm just like, I was so in love with it and enthralled with it they I was like I need to tell you guys what I'm watching right now okay it's so freaking good and I would tell them and they would be like oh my gosh um it sounds so good I'm like it is good like it's so good um yeah (laughs) it's so freaking good man I, I absolutely loved it the first few episodes they're spoiler alerts it starts off with the backstory of Han Gyo and his family He is known as something called CODA, which is when you are the only, you're the child of, well, your entire family is hearing impaired and you're the only one that can hear, you're known as CODA. And so, um, it's just such an interesting story because you see his, his background, you see how his family's dynamics, you see that both of his parents are hearing impaired um and you see his struggles and his burdens and the fact that he found this love in a different language which is music and language like there's a lot of languages different types of languages um and communications and it's so beautiful the way they do it it's so beautifully written but they use music as a type of language and it's just so sweet you know as a musician myself (laughs) nobody cares (laughs) nobody cares but as a musician myself like it was so fun to watch them talk about that and I really felt again I felt that connection um, the fact that he he knew how to he knew how he was good at it like instantly good at it there's people that are gifted like that that I've known that don't know like music theory don't know like you know the technicality of uh, of playing an instrument but just by listening to my ear, they are like, they're geniuses. It's insane. Um, and he, uh, I mean, I'm not saying this character is that way, but he he instantly fell in love with it, and he quickly learned and almost surpassed his his. Um, I wish they kind of honed in more on that, but that's fine. He had a mission. <laughs> he had a mission. Um, so he learned um, how to play guitar. could tell like you could feel his guilt because his family you know can't hear his brothers and his brother sorry his brother and um, parents Um, so that's why he tries to hide it even though his parents and family never tell him they feel bad about it or like they never behave in a way or make him feel like he needs to hide it or he can't pursue that it's just more like his own burden he brought to himself and I mean that's that's settled later on in the show um but I think that it's a good it was such a good setup for the rest of the show I think I I was attached already to to the story I felt I fell in love with it right away. I fell in love with the second it started with him and his brother like trying to order and it was such a cute scene I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Run it for you guys you guys need to watch and then we get into we meet important characters but you don't know that they're important yet until later on so it's very important that you pay attention to everybody that you meet um so it's like not random which i absolutely love where you like the, sh- the, the writer makes you think these people are important but they're absolutely not important everyone is important in this show and it's amazing and so it's great because once he does it you know spoiler alert he does travel into 18 years old it is such a journey I love it he meets his dad his dad is absolutely chaotic and you first meet his dad and his mom in the first few episodes you see how caring and how you know parents they are and how they love their kids and how responsible whatever you know and how he's his hero he saved him so many times you know um, with an, a hearing impairment um, and so he's his hero and then he Travels to nineteen ninety-five, meets his dad, you know, with this mentality of who his dad is, you know. Sees this eighteen year old kid, his age, I think he's also eighteen. He is chaotic. <laughs> and it's so fun to watch because it's like, yeah, like our parents were us at one point, you know? And um but obviously he's more responsible than his dad. And it's just so fun to watch the dynamics and obviously the fact that he's like dad like and like trying to like why like try to get mad at him when he has a crush on um Cho like you're supposed to like Chung-Ah, like what are you doing? You're such a jerk and then he's like I don't know what you're talking about and it's so fun for me. Again this is like I loved it. I loved it. It was fun watching. It was so fun watching that. Um it was so fun and then it was fun watching the whole band form and the reason and why he decided to stay. He realizes that his dad grew, um, wasn't born with a hearing impairment, and he realizes that that year is the year that um, that he loses his hearing. And so he thinks that the reason why he's there is is to save him. And it's an it's one of those things. Spoiler alert! It's an inevitable accident that happens to him, and it's okay. He he comes to term that it's okay. Um, he can become successful you know he can become successful and um that's pretty much what he wanted for him because when it first started the dad would always be like you're my pride and joy you're the pride of this family and he's like i don't want to like i want you guys to be that you know and in the end that's how it it ended you know so it was really it was was really it was really cool i loved it ending was like not too crazy not too like it was sweet and cute i i was satisfied with it um i was pretty much satisfied with it yeah i don't think i have any complaints with the ending um it wasn't like oh my gosh this is um it it was cute (laughs) it was very satisfying and very emotional um when he got to talk to his parents again um but yeah i loved Real un's performance i loved him i don't think i've seen him in anything else not that i know of i don't know so when he came out in death's game i was like ah. he only comes in for like two seconds but i was like oh my gosh it's real good so he i loved his performance he did so well in every moment and in, mom- in comical moments and emotional moments and tragic moments and the way he like saw um Yu-chan as his dad, and but as, as his equal at the same time, and that relationship was so complex in a really, fun, like, just, uh, just great way. It was so heartwarming, and it's good to see, it's good to, as much as it gets, it's good to see platonic female relationships, it's also good to see that with uh, male, like, brothers and family So good to see that dynamic as well. That was fun, chaotic, and he ended up, you know. Yi Chan obviously thought he was insane, but the way that they just stayed in each other's life was just, you know, amazing. It was good. And they formed a band together and they were playing, and there was just this moment where he was like, wow, I'm actually playing guitar, playing music with my dad. I never thought I would. And I'm like, oh my god, that is such a gift. That is so precious. That is amazing. Um, yeah, and then we got Chunga. Um, and she's she's actually she was actually born, um, with that disability, and she's an artist. And her story is so also so sad. Um, her dad is CEO, but for some reason, like obviously again, Korea during this 1995, so. Uh, We don't know what the progression is. I mean, I don't really know that well. But I know that, again, it is an honor-shame culture. So, it makes sense in my head. Like, I know to some people it doesn't. But the fact that they didn't let her learn sign language. Because people in the streets are going to be like, She's hearing impaired. She doesn't know. Or, like, that's shameful. And it's so sad. It's so sad. But here comes... Unkyo, you know, our sweet Unkyo, sees his mom and offers to be a tutor, to teach, to teach her, um, to be her tutor in general, but also to teach her um, sign language and she learns. And it's so cute, it's so cute. The, their interaction as well, he sees his, he never knew his mom's condition and why. why she would always say, I don't have a family pretty sure I'm pretty sure she ran away with um, with Yi-chan to his grandma because he lives with grandma and they got married I think that what might have happened in the original because obviously Ungil comes in and he kind of changes a little bit of history um, but I think that what might have happened because there's a moment where she's being abused by her caretaker or tutor, I don't know what she is but she turns out to be like also the the, the dean or principal of her school her, her she goes to an art high school with uh, Joyce again um, and uh, yeah it's a hot mess but she's abused by her um, and eventually she but anyway, so yeah, so her story is is sad. It's so sad. And I think Shin Utsu just portrayed her really well. I think she did a really good job. I think she really did a good job being this. She did, like, I almost believe, I almost forgot. I'm like, oh my gosh, she you knows how, like, she, this is her acting. But she, she, she embodied that character so well. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And her and Yi Chan, Choi Hyun, look so. Is magic it's absolutely magic he obviously she falls for him first and he falls <laughs> harder literally falls harder and it's so sweet how they because you know that they're meant to be you know that they're the, his parents and it's so sweet how they interact and how how it's a slow burn obviously so slowly but surely they fall for each other he falls for her and they get closer and it's so sweet it's so cute it's such a there's so many cute moments like he learns his whole song in sign language and he carries a sign language book for her you know it's so you guys don't miss out on this show you cannot this is you can't miss out on the show and then finally choice again who's actually not her it's her daughter also times travel time travels and it's so it's such a fun other side thing um not side thing but it's like a, another it's kind of a subplot where she also they both they find out that they both are time travelers him and her and he he was falling in love with her but he was freaking out because he thought she was the mom so he's like oh my gosh i'm falling in love with a poor girl's old woman <laughs> but it's fine they realized and he was she was thinking the same thing about him but then they realized oh you're from 2013 i mean that's 2023 as well yeah you yeah okay why are you here <laughs> so that was a fun dynamic there there were so she was there on a mission to make sure her mom falls in love or ends up with her first love who well, she didn't know who it was she thought it was either he or or She's trying to figure that out until she realizes it's actually her dad. And she wanted to not. Unfortunately, you know, she didn't want to be born. She was dealing with a lot of um, mental health issues, which you know, I wish they kind of addressed that a little bit more because she, she, she um, was suicidal when she uh, time traveled. And, uh, her story, even though it was told well, I feel like, I think that's my only, only, only nitpick. I wish they would just address it a little bit more. Um, just a little bit more, just a little bit more because it's like, that is a serious thing and yeah, but they, you know, it all worked out in the end. they had their little epiphany moment. store time travel thing it was a cute a cute story i think they can make this entire thing into a film i think they can and i would be and i would eat it up but it's cool it's a k-drama um <laughs> uh, but either way this was really good i absolutely loved it and i highly highly recommend it highly recommend it. Um, highly highly recommend it. loved it okay so my last one oh by the way the OST, I love the OST. I love the production. I love the way it was directed. Uh, it was so funny and we cried. It was good. D- don't miss out on Twinkly Watermelon. Okay, do not miss out on tw- Twinkly Watermelon. Okay, cool. All right. The next one, lastly but not really, because this is just part one. I just finished this show and this is the Matchmakers. Okay, literal title is Wedding Battle by kbs 2 16 episodes release date october 30th through december 25th um runtime monday sorry mondays and tuesdays okay and um yeah so excited for this one this one finished this one um is i'm gonna get started let's get into it so we got shims Jung Woo played by the lovely beautiful hand <laughs> Sorry, Rahul. He is an intelligent and handsome young man. He was the youngest to place first in the state examination, but he was picked to become the princess, princess's husband. During their wedding ceremony, the princess suddenly died. Shim Jung's life changed and he became the most unfortunate man. According to the Joseon period custom, he is not able to take the government post, right? And he can't remarry. He then becomes involved with Jung Sunduk. By Choi Yee-hyun, No, Cho Yee-hyun, Jung Sun Duck is a widow whose late husband was the second son of the fir- first vice premier. I think it's uh, prime minister. She secretly left state prime minister. She secretly leads another life under the pseudonym of Yeju Dick. As Yeju she works as a matchmaker and also peddler of women's items like cosmetics and accessories she is the best matchmaker in the capital city of hanyang shim jung woo and jung and jung soon Soon Duk become involved with each other and they try to get older single men and women to marry as matchmakers yeah that's pretty much the entire story i finished it i completed and i Person who who uh, feels this way, but I think I love this more than "Destined with You." Now, c- c- hold your horses, c- calm down. Let me explain. Um, I sorry, I just hit the mic. I love this more. Now, "Destined with You" was definitely spicier. Their uh, chemistry was definitely up on par, and it was you know, it was there. It was there. And a lot of people say that this one, they didn't have much chemistry or it might be a laboratory. However, however, I have to disagree because I feel like this is a different type of romance. Okay. This isn't what wasn't necessary lovers to, I mean, haters, I mean, haters, enemies to lovers, even though, I mean, Dustin with you wasn't fully that as well, but I feel like this this show was it, it, it was not obviously I'm not gonna compare the two I'm just bringing it up because it's you know reward <laughs> uh, second show of the year and I was definitely delighted with this show again it's another show it's just not for everyone I think and let me explain why I think a lot of people found it a little bit too slow or like maybe even boring um, I think they expect then more spice i think they expected more of a faster pace maybe um it is it was it's it was marketed as like a comic like a comedy like rom-com historical rom-com and even though there was a lot of moments where it was funny as heck um i just yeah it didn't really it wasn't slapstick type of comedy if and i think that's what maybe people were expecting and i'm not gonna lie i think i was expecting that at the beginning first but once i kind of let that go um, i started enjoying it even even more but yeah it's it's not for everyone but i definitely enjoyed it more and let me explain why okay this is the type of show um it's just a, a purposeful slow burn um sweet and innocent type of show because I enjoyed, I enjoy the fact that the first thing that happened between them, uh, well, actually, officially, the first thing that happened is he, she caught him, because he was about a ball when they first met, but when they were aware was when they first touched hands, when they were um, trying to plan out their matchmaking, and their hands lingered, and their hands were still, you know, like, kind of, like, touching each other, and, like, they looked like they were they feel like they're like not pulling away and they're still talking to each other and they were like looking around and they were like the way my heart like oh my gosh like fluttered even though it's something super simple and it's not even a big deal it's not too spicy it's just like like if you guys have been in that situation you guys know okay it just reminds me of the times where I like you're into someone but you're like not admitting it or like you know or you're I don't know and then you like accidentally brush each other's hands or you actually accidentally hold hands but you're not letting go and you're like (laughs) like it's so juicy but not in a spicy way (laughs) yeah it was so so sweet it was so heart fluttering Sorry, it just was like I, lo- I the amount of times I watched that scene, like where they were like, okay, who would you choose for this, this, uh, maiden, like who would you choose? Okay, like we'll, we'll touch the name, uh, on the count of three, one, two, three, and they both touch the same person, and they accidentally touch fingertips, and he's not moving his hand, she's not moving his hand, and it's like, ah, oh my god. And then he's, like, slightly flirts with her, but, like, you know, it's a little too dangerous because, first of all, he doesn't know how to flirt because he's a nerd. (laughs) And she's, like, you know, a widow, and it's a little, again, again, this is why it's important to find out, not to find out, but sorry, but kind of figure out, or not figure out, but just kind of see how the culture was back then. Um, because he, being married into the royal family, it it gets a little complicated, okay? So he's not able to remarry, number one. Number two, because he was married to the princess, whoever marries the princess, they cannot work in public office. And that was his dream to work in public office. So his dad pretty much, he feels like his dad sells him off, you know, because he, and he, you know. Jung was like, this is a waste because I would be excellent in public of office, but they pretty much, I think his, the people, he, his party, I think they know that and I don't think they wanted, I think they just wanted to like put him aside because they knew that he would have been someone great. So they did that. Little did they know that he had already met the princess and he thought the princess was some, like a court maiden fell in love with her and when he tried to uh like tell the king jk or not jk but like tell the king i can't marry the princess he realizes oh the girl i like is the princess so he's like okay i'll marry here but the first day like that on their wedding day she passes and for the next eight years he is investigating on why um why he what's it called why he um why she passed away because she didn't think he just was suspicious i mean like what the heck you know and and yeah so that's what he's been doing the eight years and he's known as the most resentful man because he's so nitpicky he gets people fired because he's always like he's such a like a matter of fact type of guy he's like by the books by the rules he's like a nerd he's a nerd at one point he calls himself um a shy nerd which is like so freaking cute (laughs) but um so he yeah and he doesn't have experience with girls because he did fall he did fall in love but he didn't they didn't really do anything or have a relationship it doesn't work that way back in those times so he's definitely you know and I think it's so cute because he is known as someone who was forced to get married and who was resentful because he's day by day he's like trying to appeal his marriage he's trying to she can work in public office, but nobody knows that his wife, who died, is the one who told him to help his the king, her dad, like, please help, like, annul this marriage and help him in public office because there are so many people that are trying to, like, there are so many corrupt people, you know, and that's what he tries to do for the next eight years, and yeah, and so the king finds out, um, and He's trying to get his crown prince to get married to make, to kind of ensure that he's, you know, his, his, you know, that he's gonna be the next king, you know, whatever. But in order to do that, again, this is what I read off, just what I read. In order to do that, they have to make sure that all the old maidens are married off and all the old bachelors are uh, are married off. So he. He tells the king this because the king is like, I need to, I need to get, I need my son to get married. Um, what do I need to do? And he's like, Well, if you do this and then, then, then. and that he's like, Okay, perfect. Then you're gonna do it for me, and I have the perfect person to um, that you can work with. Well, he didn't say it, but his his um, eunuch said, t- tells him, I know this. The goddess of matchmaking. You need to go um, ask for her help because you you are just being a hot mess right now. And um and yeah and there and that's when they meet. They they had before. um but yeah, then they start working together. And it's just so much fun the matchmaking part, the getting to know the old maidens which they're not even old. They're like 20, I think. There's a law that says that if you're not married by 24 if someone gets arrested. I can't remember. But yeah, so I think the oldest is about 23, 24. Then the middle one is 21 I think and then the other one I forgot how she is 19 20 I can't remember but it's so cute because you met you get to meet the bachelors and you get to meet it's it's so sweet and then um, she um, Sunduk is just like a master like a goddess of matchmaking with her own instincts and runes, character jungle also like a faded matchmaker as in like he feels it off the energy you know by fate she's kind of more like practical and he's like more like spiritual but kind of like energy wise i guess um or fate so like he can tell who's faded and um and yeah it's so cute how they work together and they get into shenanigans together there's like really important um they just there's this like scenes that uh, just really good subplots regarding like the corrupt system and the corrupt politics, and then who really is behind, which is the woman, <laughs> the the wives of these politics, the, these head politics, and and we see the complicated relationship that Sunduk has with her in laws, and and how these two would will ever end up together. And it's super, it's an, I thought it was a good, I thought it was well written cinematography is insane it's so beautiful the landscapes they use I think they did a great job I think the director did a great job I feel like it's worth the watch especially with the scenery and the, it's just the slow burn super sweet innocent again even though they're a widow and widower it's still super sweet in it so cute i don't think they kiss until like probably well, i don't know episode like later on in the show for sure and that's the only time they do okay that's this, this that's this type of k-drama and i was like i as much as i love spice <laughs> anyways, as much, okay anyways uh i was like i was i wanted to see something like this something like where their hands just accidentally touch or you know, he grabs the book, the, he reaches something that she can't reach, and then they lock eyes, and like, I just needed something. And this and this gave it to me. And the story was actually interesting. The matchmaking aspects of it, the fact that no one ended up with who they were supposed to match, with. It was hilarious, and the way they pulled that off was really good. And how, you know, they pulled off different shenanigans and how they got involved her brother who's an officer and like how in the end when they both got into trouble when every all the everyone else was married off and they you know got into trouble because it's kind of it's either frowned upon or illegal is it illegal i don't know but they're they found out that they're uh well Sunduk's mother-in-law got pissed that she fell in love and so she orchestrated this thing to make sure that jung will and gets ex- executed and the the, ma- the the couples that were matchmaked or whatever they tried they come together and they try to like help and it's super cute you, y'all you sometimes we need to wind down and relax <laughs> and watch this su- i'm just kidding don't if i'm not gonna force you guys to watch it if you guys want to watch it but sometimes like you gotta just like just enjoy little things little sweet things but i think this one was Road, was so happy with his performance again. He gave me a whole different vibe than Job she knew. And I was like, yes. So I am so I feel like it's like I feel like he's subtly showing little bits of himself and I think his next project is going to be insane. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited for his next project. I'm telling you like little by little he will he will show what he's made of he will show you know i i cannot wait and i love him because he's just one of those actors that he's not afraid to look ugly and he's not afraid to look lame or look like a loser he's not afraid to take on those characters and those characters could be a bit challenging because they may come off as unlikable and it's just like that he doesn't care you know he does he doesn't need to be the cool character all the time and but yeah I really like this character I really like Yu Hyun I watched her in Biddle and she was cute and then this one I really liked her she was just like the perfect historical era girl like her face was so perfect like with her even when she had her braid on top and then also when she had her like married hair Bug thingy with the pin, like oh, she looks so beautiful, so beautiful. The height difference was insane. <laughs> I'm just like poor wound. <laughs> I hope his next. I I need to see a tall girl with him. I need to see a tall girl. As much as I love these height differences, I mean, poor guy. He's like super tall. Like he can't help himself. But I need to see the next one. At one point, he has to be with a tall girl. I need to see a tall couple. Am I a shorty? Yes, but doesn't mean that I love me a tall couple. Like I need to see a tall couple, so hopefully he can I guess it with a tall, uh, tall lead soon. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. But but it was cute. It was super cute. They they were cute. Again, their chemistry wasn't like super spicy or anything. It was just like old married couple vibes. <laughs> It was giving me old married couple vibes in a cute way. In like, you know, a sweet way. Not like a, again, not in a spicy way. So I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the side characters, the the couples that were matchmaking. Like, I was invested in them. Again, cinematography. I was here for it. OST is not a type, it's not the type of OST that I would go searching for myself and listen to it on my free time but it was really it was just like fit so well for the for the show i really liked it i love the intro and how it just, just musically like musical ears like I, I i well done it went it worked so well with this show I just the show so well but overall guys i really like the matchmakers um and um i just finished it i I say check it out if you're interested in something super sweet, subtle, and slow with really, really good scenery. Go check it out. If you guys are into fast paced, spicy, it might this might not be for you. <laughs> this might not be for you, and that's okay. But those are it for now for part one. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I hope you guys enjoyed your holidays. Um, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy new. Hope You guys. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for the year to come. And stick around for part two of K-Drama Catch-Up. So if you are driving, please drive safe. Especially during these times. If you guys are at school, I am so afraid you're supposed to. I mean, this is supposed to be break. Like, just take, just find time to relax, okay? We, we all need it. Um, If you're at work, I'm sorry, but um, you got this. We all got this, y'all. We all got this. And thank you so much for joining me here at the Kate Drama Cafe Podcast.